0: Hey guys, this is Chris Dixon, Senior Editor with Power & Motor Yacht Magazine, bringing you the Power & Motor Yacht Podcast. In today's podcast, you're going to hear an interview that I did very recently with Scott Cothran, who is the Marketing Director for Freeman Boatworks. Freeman has a really interesting story. They've gone through a pretty meteoric rise in the last uh, several years, and Part of that has to do with the quality of their boats, which are amazing power catamarans with really interesting design features, and they're, they just excel as angling boats, and they've attracted the attention of the likes of Jimmy Buffett, um, who owns two Freeman Hulled boats currently. So, what you'll hear from Scott is his story, which is a really interesting and entertaining story, not only about his work with Freeman and his relationship with Billy Freeman, but also about what you know it takes to build a boat for somebody like Jimmy Buffett. So without much further ado, I'll uh tune you guys into our interview. Before I do that, I would like to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Atlantis Marine Finance. Um, Atlantis is a leader in this industry and they're focused specifically on boats and yachts and they're perfectly positioned to help you purchase a boat or yacht of your dreams. And our podcast is also part of the AIM Marine Group Podcast Network. It's a series of podcasts that also includes our sister publications, angler's journal and passage maker and uh you know so please you know if you love podcasts and love boats tune into either of those podcasts they're really entertaining and always engaging so without further ado here is my interview with scott cothran at freeman boatworks Scott, you are a long-timer with Freeman Boatworks, if I'm not mistaken, since uh, Billy had the shop on Signal Point Road on James Island, right?
1: Yeah, a date all the way back then. Um, I, I, I tell everybody I met Billy on the internet. Um, kind of funny story there. But then <laughs> we, uh, no, we, uh, I always had had a, a passion for boating, passion for fishing. I lived in the upstate of South Carolina. Hmm. would drive down every weekend to come fishing and uh, post it online on the Charleston Fishing Forum Back in the day, back before Instagram and Facebook were popular and uh, lived vicariously through the internet when I couldn't be down here and Billy reached out and the growing the company and uh, said, Hey, would you you wanna come just, just trying to get feedback on the boat, see what people think? And I told him that catamarans were ugly and dumb and <laughs> it would never work, and I was a <laughs> monohole guy and he basically said, Yeah, yeah, just come just give me an honest feedback and <laughs> he he really broke that heard the uh when you said ugly and don't perform uh billy didn't pay any attention to that when he designed this boat because it it was phenomenal i'll never forget the day we we finally did go fishing i was riding back completely blown away because i even had people tell me that that's the owner of the company he just knows how to drive it really well well <laughs> the day of fishing and running and gunning he didn't just know how to drive the boat it was really that much better and i remember asking him that day i said hey i don't get it man there's I've been in a lot of boats, and this is incredible. And I'm a boat designer, but I've I've never seen anything like this. And he said, "Hey, you know, we stumbled across this, and you know, just put a whole lot of work into it, and a lot of tweaks and everything else." And I said, "Well, hey, why aren't you why aren't you taking off? Why aren't you bigger?" And he said, "Hey, I'm just kind of a one man band at this point. We mm. got a small group, and just need some help." And really, I mean, I would love to say that. It was my great leadership in the marketing arena that has led us to that, but it was just putting people in front of it and letting them experience what I experienced that day and riding around in it. And
0: What model was that? It was, was a 33. 33, yeah. okay, the gotcha. The
1: proof is in the pudding, and we, honestly, our, the sales pitch is always, a, hey, let's go run the boat. Let's go experience it. Don't take my word for it, yeah. but let's run what you're compared to, get your, your point of reference. Let's go ride back-to-back, and um, it, it's been a heck of a fun ride. Um, we really enjoy it. And um, working for a, a Billy Freeman of the world, the guy is never satisfied. Um, that comes with its advantages and disadvantages, obviously. <laughs> the advantages are you're on the leading edge of the catamaran world and <clears throat> designing a great boat and getting the experience every day. The disadvantage is, is going fishing with him. It's just always we can do this, we can change this, let's do this. It's like, can we just enjoy the day fishing? When we get back, But I want to make, take notes, we need to do this. So um, anyway, but that was, I've been doing this for over 10 years now, and he's still the same guy, still still never satisfied with it. We just, you know, ran a boat yesterday, and whole time tweaking stuff, tweaking stuff. Really? And just enjoy the sunset. He's like, <laughs> I want to make it better, I want to make it better. So this definitely led us to where we are, and, you know, we're sitting in our, two-year-old facility now and already looking at plans to making this even bigger. Wow. And, um...
0: How, how many... Do you know how many square feet
1: this, this is? This 150,000 and we're, we're working on plans to almost double that.
0: And how many people do you have working here now?
1: Oof. Over 250, 250, 270 range. Oh my gosh. Um, when I started over, there was 21 of us. So, um, it was, it's changed a lot in the last few years.
0: <laughs> sure. I mean, that's, that's amazing. Were there any particularly unique aspects to that first... Freeman boat that you went out on in terms of its in terms of how it handled the seas that just made you think differently about what a what a cat was capable of you know I remember and I'll, I'll just preface with saying I had the great fortune of going out with Mr. Buffett on that first pilot house boat that you guys did for him and and I was I was tripping out taking it outside of the jetties at at how it handled that short period wind chop especially it was probably like a seven or eight second good Size swell and the thing just plowed through it like it was nothing and it landed like it was on a
1: pillow, right? And and that's kind of the the testament of and, and Billy will even tell you is looking at the cat designs of the past of the just the kind of how the designs were and everything of how do you achieve because most cats are good head sea boats. Um, you, you got two thin running surface kind of two knife edges and they kind of eat up that head surface, they break through the waves and do really well, even a quartering head sea. Um, mm-hmm. They do well because you got one one side entering before the other versus a monohull, you get the big chine slap and a quartering head sea. But where cats have struggled in the past is a beam sea, you know, a side sea, or a following, or probably even the worst case is a quartering following, where you do have one side entering before the other. You get that bow steering and the yawing of the boat. And um, just what really made them uncomfortable to the point of the cats of old, the down sea was so bad that it over, overwhelmed the. Benefits of the, the head sea. And then you got this sneezing where the water, they basically create a pocket of air and water and the tunnel and it forces mm-hmm. it out the bow and you're just riding through this constant mist. So that's what most people felt that cats did because that's what a lot of cats of the, of the past were. And Billy basically designed that out of it. And and Bi literally goes back to that whole never satisfied of, all right, work toward a direction. And then once you start achieving the goal you want, keep going, 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 going until you go too far kind of scenario and just simple the the design process right and so part of him never settling for that allowed the the boat to perform so much better in that following sea where he didn't get the digging and diving and where that that motion that feels like it's going to throw you out yeah um, that that is a huge shining point and then the other sea states is and we do that on every single sea trial is I make sure that the clients get to experience a following sea a quartery following sea a beam sea just to show you that this isn't the cats of old. This is kind of where we are and how we've got founded and what we've done. So yeah. experiencing our platform is, yes, it's got a great head seat, but we also are able to check boxes in those other directions as well.
0: Right, right. I remember we did an article about testing an, an early cat like that, and he said, you know, on a following C, it almost just spun right. out, and it right. scared the crap out of it. Yes,
1: 100%. And I, I, that was my only experience in a cat was we – ran out in a head sea and ran home in a, a quartering head and home in a quartering following and the ride out I was blown away because it was a smaller boat than our 31 monohull we had at the time uh-huh. and then the ride home I was couldn't get me out of the thing fast enough. it was it was you know uncomfortable in the way it felt and so that was a so in the early years we spent a lot of time just begging people just to give us a chance just let me take mm-hmm. you on a ride I'm not asking for any money just let me just experience it even if you can't afford one or choose not to buy one at least you can tell your buddies that hey I rode in that Freeman and that's that's different and um, you know obviously as we evolved it, Billy was kind of the, the one man band that started all this but now we've got the most elaborate engineering team we've ever had mm-hmm. we've got a you know we've got more engineers working at Freeman in the last year and a half than we've done and so the oh, future awesome. is going to be very bright because you take his vision and his knowledge and expand that to those guys and then they can take it and run with it and so you know, you see the evolution of the boat in the last few years is, while the running surface is great, we've started adding more and more creature comforts and more and more features. And so we're able to really broaden our horizon from just the hardcore fishing boat to, to more of the family-friendly features that, that kind of more, a wider pace of the whole marine industry.
0: How did you collaboration with Jimmy Buffett come about?
1: And honestly, so that was back in, in, in the earlier years when I was starting out, and we were kind of getting some traction on on getting some attention in the industry, and and we were pulling quite a number of clients away from the, the big monohull companies mm-hmm. that were kind of coming over to us and getting a little little uneasy feeling from some of the competitors. And In, in the marine industry, the barrier to entry is relatively small, and you get a lot of little companies that start to get going. Yep. And... But getting over that threshold because, you know, it, it's easy to build the first one, but then building the ones after that. And so we were, we were kind of starting to, I don't know, say, hit our stride a bit and uh, get a phone call from this guy, Vinny, one day. <laughs> and, um, and I'll, I'll be really honest, as a sales guy, you learn stuff, you are trying to learn from your mistakes. But um, in the past, you've got people call and it's... You, you're used to the, the questions you get. You know, right. you hear them all day every day. and then, And Vinny calls and starts asking very deliberate, design oriented, educated questions that you don't hear from the average guy that calls. And the more questions he asks, I started asking questions. Like, hmm. okay, Vinny, um, who are you with? Well, um, you know, I have a, um, I'm a private buyer that's interested in your boat. Like, a private buyer, who is your said private? Buyer? Well, I can't tell you that. <laughs> So you should have come up with a better story if you're because I'm just badging this some of a competitor boat company.
0: Oh yeah, of course. Some right. table
1: one day and it's like call Freeman and figure out how they're doing this. And so this is the, what's running through my mind. It's like, interesting.
0: I hadn't thought about that. Oh
1: yeah, oh yeah, one hundred percent. Because you get that people call and try to get your pricing and everything. You can normally kind of read through that occasionally, but Vinny was way too smart and giving way too little information because I'm not. We're in a braggad the type A personality that buys our product or buys anything in the marine industry at this price point, is a successful type A personality traditionally. And they like to talk about themselves, and they like to tell you where their successes are. And heck, we enjoy hearing the stories. Sure. And then you get a client that calls that doesn't want to tell you any of that stuff. He just wants to know about your product. It's like, all right, come on. Let's let's be honest. Who are you with? What are you trying to figure out? Which design <laughs> company are you working for? And um, so I would... Generally, answer his questions. I wouldn't give him the data that he was looking for because, again, I thought he was fishing for something. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wasn't always prompt to call him back when I was supposed to because, again, I thought he was fishing for something. And he kept telling me he would still give me no information about his boss, this fictitious character that <laughs> they made up. And um, anyway, so I got a phone call from one of our charter captains that is running our boats down of the keys, and he said, Look, this guy, Vinny, called me today and said, you keep blowing him off for not taking this call. I was like, yes, who does he work for? Thank you for calling. I've been trying to figure this guy out. because he, he works for Jimmy Buffett. I was like, oh, okay, well, we kind of screwed this up because now this makes way more sense. And Vinny called, and I finally called Vinny back. I mean, he obviously knew that I knew, and he's like, you know I shouldn't have had to tell you who I worked for to get attention. I was like, I understand, but you also shouldn't have been asking such pointed questions without explaining to me that your boss was extremely knowledgeable of the marine industry. And obviously, Jimmy Buffett is. I mean, he's been doing this forever and always built his whole brand around enjoying the ocean. Yeah, for sure. We obviously got very excited about the opportunity to do that. And he came down and wanted to uh, ride in the uh, the 34 because we had the 33 pilot house at the time and wanted to build him a pilot house. Well, where we were in the company, we just did not have the capacity to take on the pilot house project like he wanted to do because, again, very knowledgeable, knew what he wanted, wanted to design his way, um, and we just weren't in the position, and, and to Billy's point at the time, we knew what we were capable of, and we didn't want to get ourselves in a position where we would go overcommit to something that yes. we wouldn't be able to deliver on, and then, therefore, and then you got a mad Jimmy Buffett and a product that's not complete. And so we basically said, hey, here's what we can do. Let's figure out how we can do it together. Um, and he mentioned wanting the one one and only 33 pilot house that we built at the time. Hmm. And that goes to a similar story to uh, the gentleman that owned it was up in North Carolina. And Vinny said, well, we want to go talk to him. I was like, all right, I know how this is going to go because I've done this before. Um, so I called the gentleman and said, hey, this guy, Vinny's going to give you a call. Um, they want to come around the boat. Um, well, why do they want to ride it? Well, they want to, they want to buy it. And, well, it's not for sale. <laughs> I like What? And again, in the back of my mind, I know how this is going to work. And so I um, said, so well, just tell you want to ride. Maybe we'll build them one. Just They just want to experience it. And so, um, anyway, I get an email from Vinny a couple of weeks later, again, and, and that, the gentleman in North Carolina included. And they said, uh, hey, thanks for the sea trial. Really enjoyed meeting you. Looking forward to picking up the boat. I was like, yep, yeah, he got what he wanted. And um, I called the guy and said, So I heard about the, uh, heard it looks like you're selling the boat. And he said, You know, I'm kind of mad at you. And I was like, Great, what did I do wrong this time? <laughs> so you didn't tell me who I was dealing with. I was like, I was told and I couldn't. And I said, I screwed it up. Did you give you a chance to as well? And he goes, Well, let me tell you how this goes. He comes down, Vinny walks up and introduced me. He said, This is my boss, Jimmy. Oh, hey, Jimmy. He says, Jimmy. Yeah. So, yeah, so right. I spent the day talking to Vinny and Jimmy and really focuses more on Vinny because Vinny was one asking all the questions. And while we we're sitting there, then he said, um, hey, let me get a picture of you and Jimmy together, and he's like, why are you taking, he said, it was kind of weird, so it kind of felt awkward, he's like, you know, take a picture of the boat if you want Jimmy in it, but why do you want me in it as well? And he said, I asked Jimmy what he did, and he said he had some hotels and that <laughs> kind of thing, and flew planes a bit, he's like, okay, yeah, man, that's cool, and uh, so he got home that night and asked his wife, his wife said, well, how did it go, To said, well, they, I think they're going to buy the boat, and they made an offer I kind of can't refuse, and she said, well, what does this guy do for a living? He goes, yeah, that's a good question, because he said he owned a couple of hotels and that kind of thing. So he called Vinny back the next day and said, Vinny, what, what does your boss do for a living? And Vinny's like, dude, you never heard of Jimmy Buffett? <laughs> he said, completely blown away. He said, I'm one of the biggest Jimmy Buffett fans in the world. I've listened, oh, and He's on my playlist, was listening to Jimmy Buffett music when he got there. And he said, I spent the whole day with Jimmy, or how I many hours they spent together, and didn't even realize he was talking to him, so I felt just <laughs> so, so i like, well, so your story's worse than mine. <laughs> oh my gosh, man! That <laughs> is so funny. That's also kind of testament to who Jimmy is, though. He's a not a bigger. He, he is a down to earth guy. He came and hung out with us. We took him on sea trials when we were building his 42. We took him out. He came and ate lunch or breakfast with us at Billy's house. He came to the shop. Was you know just super. Yeah, you know, you're, when you're not in that world and you're just you know a, a boat builder like we are, you have this vision that they're going to be just this bigger than life personality. Mm-hmm. And this kind of snobby deal but not him at all super duper duper nice guy super laid back super down to earth he went out of his way to come around and walk through the plant and take pictures with people and cool. sign autographs and um just really 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 nice and uh went actually went to a concert in New York I and mean, then just couldn't ask for a better experience better guy I'm glad that he uh, got the 42 done and uh, we built the 42 hall here and Merritt did the uh, house there and uh and Vinnie um, somehow survived all of that because I yeah. can't imagine the stress on him because he had to pull a very short order build together. And um, but again, when you have the knowledge that those guys do, they were able. There was a lot of efficiencies that were put in place. So
0: I had the opportunity to oversee build out of a couple of camper vans for Jimmy four wheel drive camper vans. And I was I've known Jimmy for a long time, but I I've always been surprised at the amount of knowledge he has going into a project and the amount of research that he does. And I'm wondering if that was a help or a hindrance, you know what I mean? Because he knows, he knows a lot.
1: Right. And so, you know, in our world, you get, obviously goes back to being asked a lot of questions and we, we do this daily. And so we obviously know it extremely well. And more times than not, it's, I'm not going to say we've thought of everything, but by no stretch we have, but people come to my old boat had this and, Well, okay, this is why our boat doesn't have that. Mm -hmm. This is what we in replace of that and that kind of thing. And um, but you know, quite a bit of times you get the my old boat or I had this idea of and what if we did, and that's how we evolved as a company, the customer feedback. We listen to that and we fish the boats a lot, so you get a lot of that coming in. And when you get someone of his level that's built a bunch of boats, has spent a lot of time on the water, that has thought things through, of typically when he comes with an idea, it's normally a pretty solid idea Mm -hmm. and it's not one of the oh no, 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 no you don't need that because you have this or you don't need that because it won't work here. Um, he's pretty much vetted the the thoughts and and hey, this is why we want to do it and okay, well, that makes sense. So, honestly, from a boat builder side is you, you appreciate that. You appreciate yeah. that feedback. You appreciate the ideas that come with it because it's, it comes from a lot of experience. It doesn't come from, hey, I saw this on the internet. It's come from, I've used it, I've experienced it and, and yes, these are the, these are the pros. These are the cons. Mm-hmm. And um, so, all in all, the the educated buyer at that level is is nice to work with. It's uh, you get a little bit of the. I saw one time more so than the. I owned a and it worked. And this is how I used it. This I know was, what you're saying. You know, there's a lot more experience that comes with it. So, um, and yes, it forces you to do things outside of your comfort zone. But you know, he he also being in that world understands that it is not. It doesn't happen initially overnight and that you got to vet it and you got to understand that side of it and, and help along the way. And, and Vinny was obviously a huge, huge help with that as well of, hey, how do we do this? Well, man, here's an off-the-shelf product that we can use and modify to do this, that kind of thing.
0: Was this a boat that you guys did a uh, um, lithium power system on instead of, or that Mary did a yes, lithium power lithium system on did, instead of ginset? And,
1: right. And I don't know what they're going to, going forward, what they do. But yeah, I mean, Lithium stuff on boats is still relatively new. Yeah, um, for sure. And so there's still a bit of a learning curve there. And obviously not our boats, as much as any others, is center of gravities and hull performances. We're, we're a performance fishing hull. And um so weight is important and weight placement is important. So they played around with that quite a bit on this boat Mm -hmm. where water tank locations and going with lithium versus standard batteries and not generators and everything else and that boat has a pile of stuff in it in the sense of freezer boxes and refrigeration and air conditioners and everything else so having that power supply was impressive and that's amazing again those to Merritt's knowledge on that and Vinny's knowledge on that and everything else so that would have been a huge undertaking for us to reinvent I say invent that wheel as we went forward with it. But luckily they had the foundation of
0: it. Let's talk about what you guys have got in terms of the evolution of the company. Talk about the evolution of your boats and then end it at the 28, if that makes
1: sense. You know? So it it basically (coughs) starts back in Billy's Garage with him building the first 33. Mm -hmm. Um, Then the 33 goes to, I think, a 28, Mm -hmm. which was a small 33, not the 28 we're talking about now. Then the 28, I believe, went to 37. Wow, we that's had a big the, jump. 30, yeah, so it was 28, 33, 37. Then we turned the 28 based on the the 33 wasn't a step hull. So we made a 29, which is a step 28. Then the 34 was a step 33. And then the 42 came along. And now 47. And then twenty. 28 Bay Hybrid, basically. And we saw a Bay Hybrid, basically it's a 28 foot boat that has the interior layout kind of of a Bay Boat platform, the big casting platform in the back and front. Mm -hmm. Um, But it, it performs well offshore, it really really does. We were actually running in it yesterday. So, in the traditional Bay Boat sense is it performs much, much better than your traditional Bay Boat but it has kind of that layout interior wise more so than the original 29, 28 era way back when mm-hmm. and then our our bigger boats going forward are more of the offshore dedicated fishing type platforms but the 28 hybrid kind of can check both boxes it's a great near shore boat I mean, heck we've actually pushed it up further than near shore um, it's got 250 gallon fuel capacity oh wow and probably average just under two miles a gallon so you have a tremendous <laughs> amount of range billy's son ben just turned 18 and he is a little chip off the old block there and the way he's doing it. And he's constantly pushing the limits of that boat. And, uh, so it'll be interesting what, what adventures go. But the, the evolution of, as the company is obviously starting off small and then adding more and more resources Mm -hmm. and and being who we are. And, and, you know, yes, we sell our customers or onto the the division of what Billy has, but then employees are coming here and want to be a part of it. Um, if, Having a, an owner that's intimately involved with the details of the design process and, and sharing that information is, you know, we're not a production company in the sense of just do it and go. It's in the constant evolution of, of Billy's that, hey, let's do this, let's do that. Um, and then our engineering team on top of that are then feeding off his ideas and developing their own. And so we've gone from a company of a centralized realm, Billy in the garage, to now a have two hundred and fifty plus employees, a large engineering team, a much larger footprint. So you take that oversight and you're growing to be, you know, pretty revelant in the in the marine industry. And what that's allowing us to do is we now have the resources that we can do. The R and D budget is way bigger than it's ever been. And Billy's given the freedom to a lot of the guys here in the engineering team to take and explore ideas more. And Mm. and it's not the hey, we can't necessarily afford to do that now it's in many cases we can't afford not to do it hey mm-hmm. we, we've got to stay on the cutting edge because the success has bred competition as we mentioned earlier for sure and so you're getting but in all in all and even billy will tell you is we you can't get too frustrated with it because it's validated the catamaran design It's way back when i remember sitting in the office yeah. and i was first billy and i shared an office and every phone call was a lot written on a, WorldCat or a, a um, glacier bay and it did this does your boat do it and i told him i said do you think we'll ever be the reference in the catamaran world where it isn't always the other names are brought up that it'll be and he said do you think we'll ever be reference in the center console world I was like, now you can't say like, i don't know billy <laughs> but
0: that's an interesting point too for sure yeah you know, and i feel yeah. like
1: we are in the when we start talking center consoles our names up there in the top and so Being that of the more catamarans that come into the market, you know, I I don't know what the percentage of cats to monohulls are, and I don't ever think it'll be a bigger percentage. But we're definitely taking the catamaran is taking market share from the monohull business, and you see a lot of the competitors are now offering catamarans. They've always been monohull companies, Um, so all that being said, um, as we've grown as a company, it has opened the doors for more product development and being a, a owner that is driven by that is, mm-hmm. makes it a lot of fun around here um, it's stressful but it is fun <laughs> and um, it's, it's kind of what spawned the 28 is we had the 47 and the as we're going bigger and bigger and bigger you know we've kind of left that that smaller market I want to say behind but definitely the demand for it
0: yeah um, and you get especially guy, like I mean I'm just thinking you know this this area around here is so good for I mean from well I mean Florida too, but I mean, you know, just as a as a boater in this area, I mean to have a boat that can pull up onto the beach at, right. at Kiowa and go, you know, go fish the offshore reefs is is awesome.
1: Yeah, and, and we started seeing that and a lot of our clients had I mean, they had a <laughs> a big sport fishing boat, a Freeman and a bay boat. And um when you go on that dock and they had a boat for every occasion mm-hmm. and how, however they're gonna do it. And looking at that, the bay boat market um, of that of kind of that that hybrid that you could do both, we've had you know our market for the twenty eight wasn't an entry level Freeman. It was a compliment your Freeman fleet.
0: Mm, it was a
1: hey, and then we even talk about that when we sell the twenty eight. Is that we our target guys are forty seven customer mm, or forty three really? customer? Of, okay. You say the your 47's when you, when you get home from fishing you want to take the wife wants to go to the sandbar or something else, so, hey, if you want to clean the boat up, then jumping at 28 it's easy to manage for one person. Exactly. But it's got all your 47 features. It's got a 24-inch display in it. It's got similar... We want it to feel the same way as your 47 does. We want you to have that similar Freeman ride. I don't want you to get off of your, your Freeman and get into a lesser bay boat and get beat up taking your wife across the harbor and mm-hmm. let's experience both sides of it. And so that's been kind of where we've marketed. Obviously, we've gotten... Um, a lot of business and across everything we do have some guys that hey this is going to be the my first one and i'm going to put a deposit on a 34 After and i'm going to work up a line and there's other ones of hey i've got 247s one at this house one at that house and i want 328s to complement and everything else and so it's been you know it's been really enjoyable to experience that and talk to that customer obviously just in the that bay hybrid world we've learned a lot from looking at the customer experience and here's what my other boat had, this is what we like, and this is what we want to try to do. So mm-hmm. we try to check those boxes. Um and uh the it's fun to drive though. It's obviously get the experience in our role driving across everything. And they all have their their spots, but that's Lane's little sports car. The throttle response is impressive. Um it handles super easy, it's even to whip around. Um it's just so,
0: two gallon per mile it, it, yeah. it fast right. cruise too, that's awesome. Right,
1: right. And it's not something you feel like it's gonna be expensive to take the, the family to the sandbar or go grab stuff or, or even hey we've used it for the bait boat and, and run out and hey, we're going fishing tomorrow, run out and go for the live well stuff with bait and it's, it's easy to do and manipulate and throw huh. to cast the platform. So um, definitely a compliment, another another tool in the in the shed of sorts.
0: Cool. And there you have it, folks. I hope you all have enjoyed the interview with Scott Cothran from Freeman Boat Works. I know I did, and I had a heck of a time with him out on the water. Please stay tuned for the feature that I'll be pinning for an upcoming issue of Power Motor Yacht on Freeman and their meteoric rise. And if you enjoyed this, please consider subscribing to Power Motor Yacht Magazine. You can do that at PMYMag.com and you can also subscribe to our podcast and if you enjoy this podcast please feel very free to leave us a review we surely appreciate it and we really appreciate you spending some time listening to the folks that we interview on our podcast and until next time we'll see you out on the water